Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 221, and today we're going to be talking all about setting coaching goals. This was a topic that was coming up recently in our Instructional Coaches Network. Hope you guys had a chance to check all that stuff out. And to discuss that, as always, is my good partner, Sue Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. I'm great. Good to be back and good to have you all out there listening as we um, talk about goal setting today. It's been a busy few weeks. We just had fall break in our school system. So we're back fresh, ready for the second quarter. So Jeff, you have um, been out on conference work this past weekend, haven't you? Yeah, October was a weird month. I got to be honest. We had all these four day weeks four day weeks and yeah. four day weeks. And then last week I was in on, we had PD on Monday and mm-hmm. Tuesday I had a full day. And then Wednesday I got on an airplane and I flew to Georgia. Um, I had such a great time. I had the opportunity to, to uh, fly down to Georgia, Atlanta to visit the new Microsoft um, headquarters out wow. in Georgia, out now in Orlando. there. It was such a great time. Uh, that was as part of the Microsoft Innovative Educator Program. So shout out to my MIE expert uh, and fellow friends. We got a chance on Thursday to tour a uh, elementary school and see some great things that were happening there. On Friday, we spent the afternoon doing presentations. All, all of our, all of the the, the Microsoft fellows uh, got a chance to do presentations, and, and my group, uh, three of us from the Northeast region, uh, talked all about. Um, data dashboards, how to use Excel for data, you know, similar stuff to what we talk about here. How do you use Excel? How do you, how do you keep data? How do you track it? How do you make it look pretty, uh, stuff that we've done here on the network plenty of time. And then on Saturday, it was really nice. We got together for a final thing and we were out by, you know, four or five o'clock or so great day. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you to everybody who was there. It was an amazing absolute amazing time but i gotta tell you sue that wasn't even the best time i had doing professional development last week can i tell you another story yes what was the best time you had last week monday we had our pd day and i was asked to come in and do google training for paraeducators oh great awesome what would you like me to do entertain them is all i got right and i love that because that gives you all the creativity in the world. And I was expecting to go into a classroom and just teach whoever walks in. I was told it was like walk-in only. And it was, but then I was told there's a lot of interest in your class. There's a lot of people that want to go. Would you mind doing this in the auditorium? And I'm thinking, you got to be crazy here. You want me to do Google training in an auditorium? They're never going to be like, I'm just going to be lecturing a Google doc conversation. Right. But you know what? I I did a couple of things that I was, that I was excited about. I put the Chromebook cart 
in the front of the stage, which means everybody had to come to the front of the stage. And by doing that, I then had conversations with all of these wonderful people and they were enticed to sit in the first couple rows. So I had about 60 or 70 paraeducators, some who are computer newbies, some who are kind of there, some who are, uh, you know, grandparents, I'll say, right? Mm-hmm. Not techies at all. And I decided to challenge them. I decided to even challenge myself. I decided to, uh, and I, by the way, I had two and a half hours with them. What are you going to do in two and a half hours? So we decided to do something that you might have seen in like an ed camp or another kind of a presentation. We opened up our Google drives and we made restaurant websites. And we learned how to log into Google. We learned how to use Google drawings to make a logo for the restaurant. We learned how to search. We use Google slides to make menus and insert images and do the slide designer. We then created a ticketing system using Google forms. Each question is a food item. Do you want this? Yes or no? Real, Real basic stuff. But then we opened up Google sites. We dumped it all in. We put a we put a my map on it. They put the little pin on the my map, and they made a custom graphic and a logo. It was so awesome. What an and in, idea and in two and a half hours, I had that. these people who were not at all techie, doing pretty for them pretty advanced spreadsheets, pretty advanced forms, and they had a project that they could walk away with. I was in heaven. I love awesome. it. The running theme thing through all of the different applications. That I, is just. And, and you know, look, it's, it's not an original. We've seen other people do mm-hmm. something similar, but what a great time, you know? And, it's, and I was, I was just up there. I was making lemonade. I was having fun. There were people that were into it. There were people that weren't, you know what? Fine. But I didn't want to just do a, here's Google docs. Here's how, how you pull and this, you make an authentic learning experience. And I said, you know what? Go, go home to your grandkids and teach them how to do this stuff. And that got the room energized. So long story short, a great week of professional learning. And now we have this thing in front of us, Sue, called the five-day work week. <laughs> we're going to have a bunch of them at least until November. Right? Yeah, this week is kind of becoming long. And yeah. <laughs> but we're having fun. Um, and then, you know, the day that we're releasing this episode, I'm giving my first faculty meeting um, presentation with my new family in my yes. new school. And we're going to be teaching all about PowerPoint Live and how to work, reach out to using PowerPoint Live, how to reach our MLL population or ESL, whatever, whatever the acronym is in your school. And we're also going to be showing off how to use Presenter Coach. So I'm going to be walking into a Google-based school and showing them two maybe three great features of powerpoint and that's going to be fun <laughs> you are certainly staying busy these days as I, we all are i'm having fun i even talked to my boss today and i'm like i feel like i'm a new coach i'm having a good time everything that's has great. been wonderful and we're, we're we're doing really really well at home we're doing really really well at school real quickly sue you're doing okay your school yeah. year's all great Yes, as you said, we just had professional development, and then we had a few days of fall break. My husband and I took a little getaway to the Smoky Mountains in East Tennessee, so zipline through the autumn leaves. It was fun. We have a lot of great things on our 
Tech Coaches Network here for you as an instructional coach. If you head on over to askthetechcoach.com, uh, you're going to see some new things actually this week. We're going to talk about in a little bit, but one of the things you're going to absolutely see is a button that says to join our instructional coaches network. You can join us on LinkedIn. You can join us on K12 Edge Leaders. You can also join us on Facebook, where we're almost at 1,200 instructional coaches and growing about 20 to 25 every single week. We had a lot of chatter and I follow, you know, obviously I follow my Facebook group. Uh, there's new to coaching. Allison does a great job with hers. I follow Rochelle's and a posts thrive learning. It's not a coaching page, but it's, there's a lot of, you know, goodies and stuff. There's future ready coaches. There's a lot of great Facebook pages out there. Ours is the best. Um, but there was a couple questions in each of these. And I wanted to talk about this today with you, Sue, which is this concept of setting coaching goals this is the season to do that i mean yes what a great topic a lot of people are asking about it what's your thoughts on coaching goals because a lot of teachers have slos student learning objectives what should the should the coach who's technically a teacher mm -hmm. should the coach have a student learning objective like Let's just kind of start this as, as a thought here. What's your thoughts on coaching goals? Well, I mean, your coaching goals, as, as you know, a coach, you're there to carry out the vision and mission of the school or the vision and mission of the district. So you're kind of there as a support person. So yeah, you may have direct contact with students at times, but usually you're coaching a teacher in the midst of that. And we've had those conversations before. So, you know, thinking as a, coach yes you're going to have that professional growth plan or whatever your school district or state calls that but yours are going to look different than a teacher's would because your your goal is not to make the student learn this certain objective your goal is to carry out the mission of the school district or the school and make that teacher achieve that ultimate goal we talk about this a lot you are the answer for how does the teacher meet the goal Right. Yes. Principal is going to get up and say, Sue, I want you to do this. Sue goes, I don't know how to do that. And the principal says, there's the coach. Go have fun. Mm -hmm. Right. So your goals really should be aligning with what? What do you think? Like, goals should be aligning with what the principal wants to do. Right. And, you know, and that's going to be the mission or vision, whether you're a building coach or a district coach, it's going to be somewhere in that area. And yes, it's going to, you're going to carry out what they're asking you to carry out. Now your goals should not be too far out there, right? Like if you're a math coach, your goal cannot be raise the school math scores by 3%, right? Like that's the principal's goal. Your yes. goal is how am I going to help that? Right. What are you going to do in collaboration with the teacher to raise so those goals? What, what would that look like? That would be my goal is to work with an average of eight teachers a week. Pick a number, right? Like right. In, order to, in order to support the math goals, my goal is to get into eight classrooms a week. Or my goal is to co-teach three times a week with something, something, right? Uh, did you make up your goals yet for this year? I have, yes. Can, can you share? 
So for me, um, one of our school system goals, and I work for the entire school system, is working with retention of teachers, keeping teachers. So we are working actually as a coaching staff on coaching cycles. So that's one of my goals is to, you know, complete at least, I don't, I don't think we picked a number right now, but we're working toward that, but completing at least two coaching cycles for the 22-23 school year. So that's one of my big goals. And what does that look like? Now you have this goal. Are you creating data trackers for yourself? Are you just waiting till the end of the year to say, ta-da, here it is? Like, what, what does that look like now that you've agreed with your, with your administration of what your mission is for this year? Yeah, and you mentioned data, and that's a huge thing. Yes, as we observe the teachers and meet with the teachers, we're trying to do some walkthrough observations. And yes, collecting that data according to the goal the teacher has set, and then we're collecting data and then obviously meeting with them within the coaching cycle. So yeah, we're, we're collecting that data on how the teacher is progressing and you know, obviously reflective items from the teacher on how they're meeting their goal as we guide them. There's a couple things, and on our show notes over at uh, Ask the Tech Coach, this is going to be episode 120 again. Um, I'm going to leave this graphic about what's called SMART goals. So can you explain the whole concept of SMART goals? I mean, we've heard it, but we might not all understand it. What's a SMART goal? Yeah, so SMART is actually an acronym so, and it talks about how you should, what you should think about in setting your goals. And this is whether you're a teacher or a coach or any profession out there, but the S stands for make it specific. So don't make it so general, you can't meet it, but then, you know, don't make it so specific and pigeonholed, just be clear and specific. And then the M is measurable. So your goal needs to be measurable as we referred to the whole data thing a second ago, and then actionable. You know, make sure you're able to do what you need to do in order to achieve the goal. Or you could even use the word achievable. And then are realistic. And of course, that's with any goal in life. Make it realistic. Can you really re can you really re achieve it? And then time. Do you have the time to achieve it and the time that you need to make it happen? Let's break that down, right? So if I say a specific goal, is that meeting with teachers or am I going to say I'm going to have 120, um, I call it teacher touches, but you know, times that you're working with teachers, right? Do I want to say a specific number? Do I want to, do I want to put myself in a corner by, by saying a number that I may or may not be able to attain? Right. I mean, I'm a bigger proponent of don't pigeonhole. I, I use the word pigeonhole. Don't don't back yourself into a corner, you know, make it somewhat general, but specific enough to where, you know, you do have that goal to work toward. And, and when you say measurable, then that kind of asks the question, if you don't set a number, how do you know what you're measuring? You can't say, I want to do more teacher touches. You have what to say... I'm going and you can you can say depending on your coaching I'm going to raise my teacher touches by 15%. Yes. Because last year you had data. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to hit 80 teachers or you're going to hit 120 teachers. That just means percentage-wise you're doing that. Yes, exactly. And you need to have something for that data to reflect. And so if our goal is teacher touches, 
what would the A be? What is actionable? Does that mean to do this, to, 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 to meet with those teachers or to reach those teachers? Like, is that the goal? Like, is that, that that's your game plan, right? I'm going to do this. Right. To it. So am I thinking of that the right way? Yeah. So in that actionable, if that is your goal is to meet with teachers, teacher touches is, is this, are the parameters in place? Is the support in place? Basically one question you would ask yourself is, is your principal in support of you doing this? Are they open to you coming in? You know, all of those steps need to be there. So can you really do the things you need to do to achieve the goal? And that's where the R comes in. Make it realistic. And this is, I think, where the coach needs to make the goal, not the administrator, right? Yes. So if the administrator says, Sue, I need you to have 100 million teacher touches, and you're like, when can I go to a faculty meeting? You no, you expect me to do that, yes. Right, how do you expect me to make all that stuff? So realistic, but there's a, is there a difference between realistic and what you would call lowballing a number? Yeah, I mean... And I guess that's with anything in life, you know, you've got to make it to where, you know, it makes sense, you know, and lowballing yourself, that's not going to do you any good anyway. That's, you know, have some um, esteem and respect for yourself of, yeah, I can do this. I can make this happen, but then take those other um, items into consideration. You know, do I have time? And then that brings us to the next one with the time. And that's the important one, Right. I'm going to be able to achieve this by May of the next school year or something to that effect, right? right? And typically that's in your district or school requirement anyway. You have to have this achieved or at least have, you know, a working um, progress toward it. And and that that's important. And I, and I even had a conversation with my administrators like last week about this. You don't have to achieve the goal at the end of the year, you have to show that you're making progress towards the goal. Yes. So for instance, if your goal was, I'm going to build the Washington monument, I don't know where this is coming from, but just run with me. All right. You might say it's, it's may, and I've gotten 85% of the way of the, of the monument built. I'll finish it off in the next month, right? Because obviously we all have to show our goals in, in the springtime, right? So you might not finish the job, Maybe you can't finish the job, right? Students are still working. You know, we're not done our projects yet, but at least at the end of the year, are you hitting these measurable goals? Right. And are you able to hit your targets with that? And if you're looking at setting your goals based off your principle, I like to look at this and say, there's no way that, you could ever not meet your goals if you set things up the right way. If your principal says they want to, I'm going to make up something horrible here. If your principal says that you need to cut the grass every single week and you cut the grass every single week, you've hit your goal. Absolutely. It's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying on that, Bye. right? It's 10 o'clock at night and we're, when we're recording this podcast, right? <laughs> nope. I, you know, if, if, but it, cause there's no way that your principal is not going to allow themselves to meet their goals. So because of that, you're going to automatically meet your goals and, you know, work yourself into that corner Absolutely. where you're all on the same page. I think it's important if you, some people have one goal for the year. Some people have two, some, some districts might even ask you to do three. I think it's important to have a, a personal goal. 
And I know for myself, I've put together four or five personal goals. These aren't official. These aren't going in front line. These aren't anything that anybody's going to sign off on. But I still have personal goals. You know, I want to make sure that I hit X number of buildings every month. I want to make sure that everybody gets trained on this. I want to make sure that the coaches I work with feel comfortable using this. I want to make sure that I I never drop the ball on sharing information or whatever. They're like, you know, we all have these responsibility buckets that we have. My personal goal is to never let the water spill. It's not a measurable thing. It's a daily goal. It's a daily goal, right? So my, you know, my my one of my personal goals is never let an email sit for more than twenty four hours. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Right. So how do you do all that stuff? That's that's where the 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 fun and excitement comes in. I obviously want to hear what you guys are thinking out there in listener land. Um, please feel free to head on over to our instructional tech coaches network and and join us. Uh, sign up today. We would love to have you. We've got online courses in there. We, we're still doing our week, our monthly webinars. We got a lot of great things that were that are happening. We we'd love to have you be a part of that stuff. So you and I both have slightly different positions. I work with a medium size, I think is a fair term, group of coaches. I got eight coaches in my in my immediate family. Is it important that we all have the same goals? Is it important that we all have similar goals? Do you think our goals should be all individualized? What do you think? Well, that's a very good question. And I think a lot of it is going to depend on your building or your school system. In my situation, I think we all on my team have our individual goals, but they reflect the mission and vision of the school or whatever initiative we may be working toward, like teacher retention is a system, we're hitting that hard as a system in the curriculum department, in the admissions, we're a private school, so in the admissions department, in marketing and all of those departments. So we're hitting that hard. And so that's what we're all making our own individual goals to reflect. But I think that goes into account even, you know, those of you who are out there in public school systems, you know, you have a mission and vision statement or a um, school improvement plan that you have to work toward, whether it's standardized test scores and those types of things. So usually the teacher's goals are going to reflect that as well as your own coaching goals as you ultimately touch those teachers' lives. Here's a subject that's also come up on the Facebook. Who owns your goals? Is it your boss? Is it you? If you fail to meet your goal, I get it. It's on you, but is it a reflection of the system? I tried to, you know, I set a goal, but the environment might not have allowed me to do it. So then you have to go back and reflect, you know, was it measurable? Was it actionable and realistic? So you have to go back and reflect on that. And obviously, and I'm assuming most of our cases, you know, those goals are part of our summative evaluation at the end of the school year. It's an interesting topic, I think. It very much is, yes. But that also leads to the question of if you're in the middle of the year and, and the school year changes, 
can you change your goals or are your goals locked in at the beginning of October? And, and, you know, you want to check your mindset too of, okay, why are you making these goals? Are you making these goals? Cause your supervisor says, okay, you need to turn in, you need to get on frontline talented, whatever program you're using and fill out your goals and sign off on them check and then check the box and then you go and forget about them. No, you know, as a personal professional, you want to keep those goals in your mind and in your front line because really and truly that should be why you're there every day. I think this is a great topic. And I think that if you have any questions about this topic, please feel free to reach out. You can find us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. You can head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Leave us a message. There's a lot of things happening. And Sue, have you checked out the TeacherCast website recently? Oh, yes. You have done some work over there, haven't you, Jeff? You've been busy. I was bored. Um, Apparently. As I mentioned, we've been having these four-day weekends, which which has opened me up to thinking about things. And... (laughs) The other day I, I woke up and said, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's it's it's you know, it was Monday. So let's just pivot a little bit. And next thing I know, we decided to yeah, we we decided to update the site. I hope you have a chance to check it out. You can go to askthetechcoach.com, you can go to teachercast.net. Uh, if you see things right now that are out of place, maybe don't look right, maybe you click on something and it isn't working. So I've, uh, the, the site right now is over 70 pages. So I've got a lot of content, a lot of content to backlink. Some of the stuff I'm redesigning, some of the stuff I'm rewriting from scratch. I've even got two pages all about productivity, which is something that we're going to talk a lot about here on the show. Yes, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm starting to build all that stuff out. I'm also going to be resurrecting uh, a few things from the past. I redesigned our educational podcast directory. We now have over 220 educational podcasts I'm excited about. Yeah, that's great. Everything is as updated as much as I can. I'm also creating a directory of podcasting equipment. So that way, you know, and I get the question a lot, you know, what do I use? What do I buy? How do I buy it? I'm resurrecting all of that. And we're also uh, coming back with some of, of our old favorite shows, the show that I used to do called educational podcasting today. Um, basically showcasing educational podcasters, who they are, why they're doing it, what they're doing. I'm going to bring that back. And I think there's a need for that because there's a lot of people now asking the question, how do I podcast in my classroom? How does it work? What kind of equipment? So I'm going to bring that back. I've got a lot of great guests lined up. If you are an educational podcaster, I'd love to have you on the show. And you never know. I'm thinking about a few other things. Um, For the last 11 years, I've called it the teacher cast podcast. I don't know. Been thinking about this going, what does that mean? Maybe it needs a facelift also. Maybe we change the name of it. Maybe we do a couple of things. I don't know. I'm just kind of talking right now, but um, things are looking great. Things are changing. It's just spiced up. It's just, you know, subtle, but you know, it just kind of piques the interest of, Oh, what's changed. What's this look like? It's nice and clean. I love the layout. I'd love to hear from you. I am not ready to announce this yet. So the only place that anybody's going to hear it is by listening to this episode. So if you do, please do me a favor, email me feedback at teachercast.net. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
What do you think about the new site? What do you think about the new logo? What do you think about the new layout, design, menu? Everything about it is completely changing. And this is what happens when you send me to Atlanta for a few days. I start thinking about how to do things a little bit differently. So um, thank you so much for, for sticking around for this show. Thank you so much for liking this show, subscribing, sharing this with your friends. We are here every single Monday, Sue and I. We are instructional coaches. We are here to help you and to help you be a little bit more productive in your position. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And as always, you can ask the tech coach. Sue, where do we find out all the great stuff that you're doing these days in your classrooms? Look, at, look for me over at Twitter at SV314DWS and over on my YouTube channel at Susan Vincent's Tech Imaginations. And lastly, don't forget to check out all the great stuff over on AskTheTechCoach.com. On behalf of Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.